and welcome to the British Continental Podcast, brought to you by Continental. Continental have been supporters of the domestic road scene for over 25 years. The go-to tyre brand for elite riders, from the off-camber cobbled corners of the Durham Tour Series to the farm tracks of the Cycle Classic. Hello and welcome to episode 8 of our Tour of Britain Diaries, the final chapter covering what has been a thrilling edition of the race. Tonight we have some brilliantly thoughtful concluding dispatches from our regular diarists Colin Sturgis, Rory Townsend and Bob Donaldson, plus an interview with Canyon DHB Sun God boss Tim Elverson, neatly bookending things after we published an in-depth interview with Tim on the eve of the race. Our rather regular diarist Andy Turner was way late today, so he sends his virtual love across the airwaves instead. Before I do the stage wrap-up, I want to extend my enormous gratitude to all of our regular and ad hoc diarists and contributors to this Tour of Britain diary series. We've had some phenomenal feedback from listeners about these episodes, and without our diarists and contributors finding time in their busy days to provide us with such insightful dispatches, these shows wouldn't have been possible. So my thanks goes out to each and every one of them. And it's a cliche, I know, but thanks to you too, the listeners. These podcasts, our website, our social media output is all done in our spare time with little or no financial reward. We do it because we're passionate about domestic bike racing and because it allows us to get underneath its not so glamorous skin. But an equally gratifying reward is knowing that we have a loyal set of listeners who are enjoying these shows too. So thank you. Right, with that Oscar speech out of the way, let's get on to the stage summary. Stage 8 was from Stonehaven to Aberdeen and took in 173 kilometres of relatively flat roads, bar the famous climb of Cairno Mount, placed early on in the stage. Six riders formed the day's breakaway, which went almost from the gun. These were Trinity Racing duo Tom Glogue and Ben Healy, Swift Carbon Pro Cycling's William Bjergfeldt, Stage 2 winner Robin Carpenter of Rally Cycling, Michael Paluta of Global Six Cycling and Joaquin Mergrialde from Caja Rural, who was clearly keen to test my suspect Spanish pronunciation skills once again. The break was allowed little freedom, with several teams eyeing either the stage win or the bonus seconds at the finish. Carpenter and Irish road race champion Healy survived the longest before being caught on the outskirts of Aberdeen, setting up the expected sprint. Philippe led things out for Mark Cavendish before Andre Greipel hit the front, only for Van Aert to sweep past them both to take the stage and overall victory, thanks to the 10 bonus seconds he got on the line. Overnight race leader Ethan Hayter finished outside the top 10, missing out on time bonuses and dropping to second overall. As well as the World Tour pair of Cavendish in third and Gabs Kalaig in 10th, the top 10 featured four domestic team riders. Rory was sixth, his third top ten of the race. Matt Gibson backed up his third place yesterday to finish seventh today. Ollie Peckover from Swift Carbon Pro Cycling grabbed his first ever UCI top ten with eighth, and Rory's teammate Matt Bostock was ninth. Jacob Scott completed a remarkable week winning both the Skoda King of the Mountains and Iceberg's Prince classifications, the jerseys for which he had held since stage one. He was rewarded by his efforts by being presented with the overall combativity award for the race. James Shaw from Ribblewell Type Pro Cycling was the best domestic team rider on GC in 14th. Alex Peters and Max Stedman, who were 21st and 25th respectively, were the other two domestic riders in the top 25. So, on to our diaries then. 
We start off with Rory, high after completing an excellent week with a third top 10. What was the team's plan today, Rory? So we spent a lot of time um, talking this morning, trying to work out um, all the different scenarios that might happen out there on the road today. Because um, it was like a really, really hard race. This stage particularly was a really hard one to predict as to um, how the teams might play it. You know, the last day of a stage race, it tends to go um, a bit mental. So um, we were sort of anticipating like quite a like a hard start and a real fight for the um, for the break. And we obviously wanted to be um, involved in that. Um, but I guess we sort of overlooked the obvious that a move could literally just um, fly off from zero K and, and then it settles into like a standard sort of sprint day, <clears throat> which obviously is what happened. So yeah we we didn't we didn't get someone in the first move and and that happened to be the one that stuck so that was that we had to sort of just um put all our focus in for the finish um primarily looking after bostock um for that so yeah it was a pretty pretty calm stage to be fair like there was a bit of crosswind which made um made the riding a little bit more tricky than usual but um generally it was like as easy a day as we probably could have hoped for <coughs> Um, the finish like was was a tailwind finish, so it was absolutely rapid. Um, it was a really steep climb to uh, to start with, so it was quite a sort of interesting strategy. I I um I actually opted to go for a bike change halfway through the stage. Um, once we got over the worst climb, I went back to the car and got my got my other bike, which got a bit bigger chainring on, um, specifically for the finish and. Yeah, on reflection, I think it was definitely the right move because um, it was it was rapid at the end. Um, but yeah, I was pretty pretty happy with how it went. Um, only slight disappointment was, um, you know, like losing Bostock in in the finale. Like we kind of got separated, and it sort of looked a little bit ragged and a bit um, a bit random as we came across the line. Um, I never liked seeing you know loads of riders from the same team all close together because it generally means that the plan it wasn't very well planned and that's kind of how how it went but it was just a really hard finale to sort of predict and control um so that's the sort of only slight disappointment but i still think it's some solid results to come out of the day um so yeah um i suppose overall uh i give it an eight out of ten i'm pretty happy with how everything went um i really enjoyed the race which is you know was always good um and yeah, I just would have loved to have turned today and maybe stage two into slightly higher results. Um, stage one was probably my highlight of the week. And I don't really feel like I could have done any better on that given day. I felt like that I really like gave it everything I had. Um, and that was probably yeah, the highlight of the week. Um, also the breakaway on, on stage six, although it didn't, Although I didn't go to the line, like it was, it was, it was enjoyable. Like I, I actually enjoyed myself in there. Um, it was a high-caliber break, and yeah, it was, it was just good fun. Um, so that's probably my highlights. Um, with regards to tonight, we're just, uh, we're just having, just gone out um, with some of the staff and like just enjoying ourselves. Um, getting some burgers and uh, no drinks for me, unfortunately. So there's still um, still a bit left this season to uh, to focus on. So I'm going to um, 
yeah, try and try and take uh, some good form out of this race and, and hit the next few races um, in uh, in as good a shape as possible. So, um, with regards to sort of next season, it's still up in the air. Um, still sort of hoping on a few things and waiting on a few others. And yeah, not, nothing confirmed as yet. I'm still <coughs> hunting and um, and hoping that yeah, something comes my way, basically. Um, so yeah, that's 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 currently where I'm at. Anyone who has been a regular listener of these diaries will know that Colin Sturgis has had a challenging old week. So we were pleased to hear that he once again had a beer in hand as he recorded his final dispatch. Down the hatch, Cole. Hi, this is Cole Sturgis, Rebel Well Type Pro Cycling DS, and this is my end of Tour of Britain stage eight debrief summation, whatever you want to call it. Um. Stonehaven to Aberdeen, 194Ks, three classified climbs, several unclassified climbs. And, um, yeah, a fairly important day for, for GC as um, Wout van Aert could have got over Ethan Hayter. Um, for us, it was just a case of keeping James um, safe and sound. Basically, we decided, you know, there's no, there's no point even if we attacked and even if we took all three of the intermediate sprints for bonifications that, you know, it wouldn't bump him up much more than about a place, two places tops. So we were resigned to the fact that the mechanical uh, on Great Orm basically cost James, you know, a top 10, maybe higher. Um, so, yeah, James um, and Maddie sort of in the bunch with Griff and Cy looking after them. Uh, with the plan to ride for um, Maddie in the final, uh, which panned out perfectly well. Uh, move of six or seven went up the road dead early. Um, I think basically as, as flag dropped at kilometre zero, short neutral, bang, way. Um, good representation of uh, teams in it, so uh, it was you know it was pretty controlled. And um, Ineos and Jumbo and everybody seemed quite happy just to let it set at about three minutes it, it never really got much more than 3.30 um, and um, yeah it, it was just a case of just you know the boys looking after themselves there was um, a particularly ugly uh, category one and um, our guys climbed it well they positioned well um, to be honest it wasn't raced majorly hard there was a couple of lads sort of struggling and swinging on the back but managed to get in on the descent um, but yeah as I said all our boys were were comfortable um uh, charles page in the car with me today and you know sort of uh, chatting away and helping me with the uh route notes and and whatever so you know put charlie to good use um and yeah very uneventful day in the convoy not a lot happened and uh one or two small crashes including poor george bennett yet again um but that came later in the race um the final what, probably 12 kilometers something like that a gradual descent into Aberdeen and we were sort of telling the boys to you know just move move forward incrementally get Maddie into place do what you can keep him out of the wind there wasn't a great deal of wind but you know when you're dealing with anything coastal you've just got to be pretty careful so we knew that uh the seafront finish could have been could have been windy but ultimately it wasn't it was a or virtually a, a tailwind, sidewind finish. So, you know, nice fast finish, which suited Matty. Uh, he positioned himself brilliantly. He had, um, you know, he's bouncing off wheels between Van Aert and um, 
Ethan and you know sort of really well at one stage he even had Greipel's wheel um, our problem at the moment you know is we just don't have that that extra oomph in the sprint as as his as his sort of lead out man uh, in that in that final melee um, and when the actual sprint opened up it looked to be it looked to be blocked in basically um, and you know this can happen when you when you are literally just riding man out just you know the single rider um, nobody's there to sort of make space for you or to, to drop a wheel or, or you know sort of anything that a lead out man should be doing um, frankly speaking I think he did phenomenally well uh, I know he was disappointed with 7th um, but he shouldn't be you know it's a good sprint to be up with and if you see it on TV I see a replay you'll see what I mean about him getting blocked in and, and just you know not having not having that, that room to move into to then get forward uh, and I think with that I think he could have picked up another 3rd or 4th which would have been fantastic um, in general, yeah, fantastic tour for us. Uh, I'm very happy with the boys. Um, and, you know, it's, it's an amazing feeling to actually have that sense of relief that after our initial few days of, of issues and problems and, and heartache and, quite frankly, ball ache, um, it's all come right. Uh, and the atmosphere here tonight, we've, we've actually driven down to Edinburgh just to break a bit of the journey. Um, so we're just about to go out we sat in the bar at the hotel just waiting for taxis to pick us up to go into um in the center of edinburgh i'm not entirely sure but cam jeffers uh, is here with us at the moment and he's booked as a restaurant in town uh, so i think it's beers pizzas burgers um and then yeah i think the young guys um and girls will probably kick on to a nightclub or something whereas someone as sensible as myself will obviously uh be going back to bed uh, as you know um yeah, yeah, I mean, come on, I'm the sensible one. So, um, yeah, but I'm waiting for these taxis. I am sat outside, and you'll be pleased to know I have a Corona and Lime. It's not my usual tipple, but I just thought I'd, I just want something nice and refreshing. So here I am, sat on the steps of a hotel in a part of Edinburgh. I've absolutely no idea where, and people are looking at me askance as I'm drinking a beer, talking into bloody apple iphone giving a debrief on what for me has been a really really enjoyable tour of britain i hope you've enjoyed uh, listening to my i guess podcast is it no is it debriefs whatever you want to call it really anyway i won't take up much more of your time um but yeah uh I, geez i was gonna say tune in tomorrow well you can do but i'll be sleeping so all right thanks again Bye now. Addendum. I just want to say a massive thanks to all my staff, sponsors, supporters, spectators, Jack and Tom, um, and of course all the riders. You know, massive effort from us all. Um, but, you know, just a little word of thanks goes a million miles at times. So, yeah, guys, uh, I realise this is a tack on. Um, but, yeah. Huge thanks. All right. Bob Donaldson has shown some real dedication to the cause this week, both on and off the bike, putting in some strong rides and then enthusiastically volunteering to become our fourth diarist mid-race. He ends his dispatches with a nicely thoughtful entry from a gentle-sounding service station, if that's not a contradiction in terms, of course. It's Bob again after finishing Tour of Britain. Just finished stage eight. Well, didn't just finish it. I'm at services on the way back. 
Um, yeah, pretty tired, but yeah, quite happy with how the race went really. Today, um, it was the flyest day probably of them all, and so I think it was the most nailed on to be a sprint, and the break went super quickly. I would have liked to have been there, not like, wasn't too bothered not to be there, it's just, it went super fast on the front row, and it's fair enough really. Um, yeah, and then the rest of the day kind of just tapped around behind and followed until about 25k to go where we got together as a team and went for the sprint for Reese. Um, we did a decent job as a lead out. It's pretty hard when you're following instead of leading out, I guess, and you're just trying to put Reese on the best wheel possible instead of because we don't have the firepower to drag race the other teams. So, but I think we did that quite well. I think Will and Reese were there right up until 800 meters to go. Um, and I think Reese just finished outside the top 10. He had a bit of an unfortunate sprint where he just got a bit boxed in, I think. But yeah, it was today is what it is. It wasn't a good day, it wasn't a bad day, I think. Just happy to get through it, really. Out of 10, I'd say the race. Um, I'd say it's about an eight. Um, yeah, I think I'd have liked maybe another result, like a proper result, a top ten or something. But with my form, but um, yeah, I got to take everything that I got. Really, I'm just so I, I was glad to be here, and I've learnt so much. Um, yeah, it's been hard, but yeah, I've enjoyed it a lot. The highlights of the week is probably getting in the breakaway and that first stage coming 11th it was it's not like a shout out result but for me this year i've not really been able to sprint and um came from a long way back and I'm pretty happy with how i did that day um and just showed myself that i do still have the legs to finish the race really um but yeah then getting in the break that was a good experience i've not done that before um Overall, the race was just really good to just learn, really. Um, but now it's over. We had a couple pizzas, had a drink in the camper afterwards. Um, but yeah, nothing crazy because we got to drive. Well, I don't have to drive, but driving back to Manchester tonight and we're halfway there already and it'll be like midnight by the time we get there. So not going to celebrate much, really. It's just nice to finish it, I guess. What's next in terms of racing though? I'd, I'm hoping to go to Worlds in two weeks. Um, yeah, that would be big if I get there. And after that, it's Nationals at the end, middle of October. It's not many more races left in the year. Um, so I just gotta take every opportunity I can get really and do as well with them as I can. But thanks to British Conti for publicising everything I don't know that I've said this week and hope you've all enjoyed my voice even though I can't really speak very well <laughs> stumble on my words quite a bit but um, yeah happy to be here and thanks for listening Finally we asked Ollie Gray from Hunt Bike Wheels to help us end up how we started in this Tour of Britain series an interview with Tim Elverson 
Tim sums up how the week went and updates us on the team's sponsorship search. Uh, so Tim, how happy are you with how the stage went today? The stage? Yeah, very happy. Um, we were going to take someone into the break. It became obvious that everyone was riding for a sprint. So we went to our plan of a sprint. We were trying to get Matt there. Got slightly bit bulked in the last 50 metres. Rory swung in to give him the wheel. And then they kind of ran out of room, which obviously stopped it being perfect. But to have a sixth and ninth, pleased. Yeah, yeah, really good result. Um, how satisfied are you with how the race went for the team overall? Uh, and, and what's your reasoning there? Sort of talk about that. Um, well, I mean, in, in an earlier interview, I pretty much laid out we were coming for a jersey and for some top tens. We've uh, won the sprints jersey, the comms jersey, the competitive competitivity award four top tens and two top two elevenths so it should be top pretty 11th. happy yeah the new <laughs> yeah. thing they are top eleven. yeah yeah so what, I mean what were you looking back across the week what do you say your highlights are key standout moments um, do you know the stage where Max got on 11th I think it was stage four the great I was stage. really really pleased with how the lads rode him into that and we looked a solid unit we were with good good 10-11k out we rode as a team alongside quick step and that's not easy to do mm. and the guys really pulled together and I think although that was 11th that just stood there as being a real good moment for us mm-hmm. and looking ahead what's what's next in terms of uh, what's next for the team in terms of racing uh, we've got Goikspiel uh, next weekend in Belgium mm-hmm. um, which is generally a sprint finish but it, it does have a key point um, halfway around the lap that can break it up and then we've got uh, Dorpen Rugfen after in Holland which will be a sprint finish um, and then the Nationals and that's probably it we did have a stage race between Rockfin and the Nationals but it's been cancelled so I think that'll be us then cool and uh, just rounding off on the team's sponsorship search how hopeful are you that you can find the funds you need for the team to continue well I'm, I'm obviously optimistic uh, I mean it'd be pretty poor if you can have a race like we've just had and not find sponsors um, that said Nothing has changed yet. I've had a few bits of good communications and hopefully if they turn into something real, then survival will be okay. But I've got to follow them up next week and also hope that you know, maybe somebody new steps into the ring across the next week. Yeah, fingers crossed. Okay, thanks, Tim. Cool. That's it from us for now. Thank you so much for listening this week. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you very much for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then please do leave us a nice review. You can subscribe on all the usual channels and you can follow us on social media. On Twitter, we are at British Conti and on Instagram, we are at the British Continental. And please do visit our website for more interviews, journals, previews and news at thebritishcontinental.co.uk.